It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stop whatever you're doing. Close your emails. Pull into a lay-by. Put down that spoon. Stop jogging, for fuck's sake. It's time for News Thing, the podcast. Britain's longest-running and least-shit satirical podcast. Now, bringing you the facts that matter and the opinions that don't, please welcome your hosts, Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of News Thing, the podcast with me, Sam Delaney, and him, Andy Dawson. Andy, this, as you know, I don't know why I'm explaining it to you, is the new podcast incarnation of the much-loved, long-running TV show, Sam Delaney's News Thing, which ran for 138 episodes on RT UK before the Novichok problem got too much for us. You've already said too much. I have, yeah. Just draw a line under it, Sam. There it's was, over. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we're doing it as a podcast now, and that's, deal with it. That's it. Yeah. Like it or not, it's here to possibly stay. Um, <laughs> you may also be familiar with our combination of voices from the award-winning podcast World Cup and Top Flight Time Machine. Top Flight Time Machine is what it's called. Fundamentally, it's Top Flight Time Machine. We we, yeah. we deviated into the World Cup. What award is this? It's, the, it's won awards, mate. Has it? Don't worry. You didn't mention that to me. It's won awards. When do but I get you, to see the no, awards? No, you, you weren't invited to the ceremonies because people were worried about your conduct at the Grosvenor House and whether you'd turn up with your cans and your sausage roll in a flask and all the other things, accoutrements you always that's, rock up with. That's not unreasonable. And... and Animals, rodents that you'd release around the building <laughs> as, a, as one of your uh, pranks. I'm nothing without my animals. Right, and they said it's best you don't come because I'm more, well, you know, I'm the more sophisticated half of our little duo and they thought that I'd be a more appropriate person at the gala event. Okay, we can discuss that further yeah. a little bit later on. Anyway, this is News Thing and what we do is we'll simply be taking you through and giving you the only opinions that matter plus um, a huge number of facts about the biggest news stories of the week. Huge number of facts. Lots of facts. Sure. Data. promise? You'll have data dripping out of your bumhole by the end of this podcast, so brace yourselves. We're going to kick off with Donald Trump. Mm. Donald Trump says that he accepts US intelligence agency's conclusion that Russia interfered in 2016 election. But this is a U-turn. Could even be a double U-turn, depending on how you choose to analyse it. Basically, he went for his summit Mm -hmm. Um, in Helsinki, right? Is that where it was? 
with uh, Vladimir Putin. And in it, he basically said he threw his own intelligence agencies under the bus. He did. Imagine if during the Cold War, imagine if Ronald Reagan were alive today. And it is strange that I would hold up Ronald Reagan as, you know... A, paragon a, of virtue. A, a paragon of virtue. But that's where we are. I mean, in comparison, he was. George W. Bush seems like a lovely fella. Oh, he's so Compared sweet. To... Do you remember when he choked on that pretzel and yeah, nearly died? exactly. That was lovely. But the thing is, we don't know what went on in Helsinki before that press conference. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, Trump and Putin went into that room. Putin got Trump into a headlock for two solid hours. Mm. And then they came out and Trump just said... Everything with this guy is fine. I believe this man. I do not believe the US intelligence agency. That makes sense. I can imagine Putin, former KGB fella, has got a fucker of a headlock on him. Yeah, I mean, and also it might be in the intelligence services, it's not just headlocks they they teach you. They give you other, more sophisticated forms of inflicting pain. Wedgies. Chinese burn. (laughs) Wet willies. (laughs) The lot. Anyway, he changed his story. As soon uh, as he got once, home. Once it was pointed out to him, he got <laughs> home, and obviously on the plane he had time to reflect, what's, what's as you it? often do on the way back from your holidays or a business trip. <laughs> I mean, some men come back from business trips and they're full of remorse about everything that's gone down, and they vow by the time they walk through customs at the other end to turn over a new leaf in their lives, yeah. and maybe that's what overcame him. Because he changed his story. He said, in a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative, is what he <laughs> said. Um, so he's obviously had It's easily done. It is, yeah. Um, do you want it, me to do a bit of satire I was now? just going to say, it, that, that mix-up feels to me as if it is... It's uh, a springboard it, for a, a springboard. great There's been a lot of satire, of satire around it on social media already. And you, you seem to be reaching for a piece of paper, Sam, which suggests to me that you have some satire of your own. Do you remember Richard Marks? Richard Marks was a popular uh, singing star with, in the 90s. With the mullet Yeah, and uh, probably his most famous hit was... I will be right there waiting for you. Yeah. He tweeted, I misspoke. I meant to say, I wouldn't be right here waiting for you. Uh, in light of that... Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, amusing. In light of that, I thought this being a topical news podcast, I'd do what they'd do if it was presented by one of those cunts off of the BBC and do some satirical jokes. Um, if Donald Trump had written the following <laughs> pop songs, they would have been titled something <laughs> like this. Celine Dion, my heart won't go on. Whitney Houston, I won't always love you. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Shirelles, don't know if it was the Shirelles, won't you still love me tomorrow? Uh, Gloria Gaynor, I won't survive. Oh, bleak. Of course... You'll be well familiar with a uh, member of the Black Eyed Peas and reality show judge, Won't I Am. Won't I? Oh, will I? Mm, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Beatles, we can't work it out. Uh, the French dance, the can't can't. <laughs> you like to see showgirls perform the can't can't. Would that be in the charts? The Beach Boys, do worry, baby. Simple Minds, do you forget about me? How many more of these is there? Wait, you too. I still have found what I wasn't looking for. Can you just do one more, Sam. Culture Club, don't you really not want to hurt me? 
and the verve, the drugs do work. If you would like to get in touch with that, uh, in, involved with that listener, then you can tweet us at Newsthing. What's the full it's handle? It's just Newsthing. It's at Newsthing. Yeah, at Newsthing. At Newsthing. That's our new Twitter handle. So, you know, if you haven't already been put off by the substandard um, content so far, then please do get involved on Twitter. My favourite bit about this whole Trump thing has been um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's response to it. Did you see that? You look like a wet noodle. A wet noodle. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Trump's not going to react well to that, is he? He wasn't just... half angry, Arnie, though. Well, he's Arnie. Of course he's angry. He's, he's, ro- he's roided up the hill, he's, isn't he? He's permanently he's, angry. He's fucking few. Imagine the state of his cock, by the way. Because of what? Because <laughs> of the steroids. It, it makes you... Does it cock rot? Shrivels it up. Does it? Yeah. Okay. And, um, and we should also mention... Piers Morgan's interview with Donald Trump on ITV the other night, which Fuck lost hell. out in the ratings to a 2017 repeat episode of I Got News For You. Did you see him? He bullied a girl on the telly. He did, for being a communist. Mm. And then Steve Bannon came on the next day and he basically travelled up his arse. Yeah, I mean, the thing about him is, I know it's a bit sort of boring cliche to go on about hating Piers Morgan. I don't hate him, but he's a little bit... There's two things. One is... Going around calling himself a journalist, but then simultaneously just ramming his tongue up Trump's arse, much less Bannon's arse, just in order to look as if, yeah, well, he might be an awful fascist, but look, I'm really in with him and can get an interview. Well, the interviews that you do with him aren't worth anything anyway, so you're basically sticking your tongue up an imbecile's arse. The the, the of a fascist. Yeah, Yeah. for no reason. And uh, the other thing is, for ITV to kind of have that smug... Hey, love him or hate him, uh, suddenly uh, gets attention. I mean, our ratings are sky high right now. It's yeah. like, well, I tell you what, if that's your rationale, then you might as well fucking give Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper, a fucking show, right? Because if the only fucking agenda is to have someone who is so outrageous or obnoxious in his behaviour that people are compelled to watch because people are stupid, right? or whatever, they've got a macabre fascination with the grotesque, mm. right? Then fucking put Rose West on to... Put, make Rose West one of the fucking loose women. Because there's not it's not a big difference, to be honest. Can, can I suggest Peter Sutcliffe and a smoking monkey? Why Because that would make it a bit more watchable. The smoking monkey would kind of take away the rough edges that you'd get with Sutcliffe. What about if, if the BBC put... Peter, Peter Sutcliffe at the helm of film 2018 taking over from Claudia Winklewonkle boom 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 I'll do <laughs> I'm Peter Sutcliffe aka the Yorkshire Ripper in the late 70s I abducted and murdered a dozen sex workers in the north of England tonight I'll be giving you my views on the new Mission Impossible, the new Mission Impossible movie, <laughs> and The Incredibles too. But first, an onset report <laughs> from Susan Sarandon's new movie, which investigates feminism post Harvey Weinstein. That I mean. I'm not joking. That's the Pitt way watch popular it, culture's going. People would watch it. It's only cunts like you and I who are keeping any fucking semblance of nuance and sophistication on the national airwave. 
Elon Musk. Hmm. What do we feel about Elon Musk? He's the fella, he's the billionaire who sent a rocket into outer space yeah. with a car on top mm. with a live dog in it. Fucking good Or something man. like that. Good man. So far, so good. Yeah. But it's all going to be So far, everything he's done has been for the good of mankind, as far as he's, I can establish. He's, he's established this um, method of um, tunnel travel, where he's going to build these tunnels between cities mm. and propel people through them at tremendous speeds via, um, I think, hot gas, something like that. Good. At 200 quid a pop. That's amazing value I for think, money. I think that's what's happening. But it's, it's gone wrong. He's, um, he sent a mini submarine into the, the Thailand Kiev rescue scenario the other day. Uh, when it, it was all going perfectly well. Some trained rescuers were there getting mm. the lads out of the cave. Yeah. Uh, and Musk sent his mini submarine in. Have you seen the mini submarine? I haven't seen it. I'll just describe it to you in as much detail as I can. It's a fucking dildo. So he's... Do you think it actually started out it's a as massive a dildo? Do you think dildo. it's like a life hack like you get on Instagram? He's taking a dildo. All you do is take one simple dildo, black mamba, whatever you got <laughs> hanging around the house, hollow it out like so, Yeah. seal it using ordinary super glue you'd find in it around the home. Uh, that makes it waterproof. And then, then, then you, you climb inside it. And you, you drive into the direction of a child. And you go and you go underwater looking for children. Yeah. So that's what he's done. He sent his massive dildo in. The rescuers have said, sorry, mate, we don't need this. It's no good to us. You can't help us with this. Uh, th- one of the rescuers tweeted something about how, um, what was it? He, the, the, Musk should send, send his, his massive dildo where the sun don't shine or something. Put it, Stick that's it where it. it hurts, something like that. Yeah. And Musk responded by calling the rescuer a pedo guy. Yeah. No. So the context is they were annoyed that he sent the submarine because they were just getting on very nicely, thank you very much, mm. with rescuing these kids. And they thought it was a PR stunt. That's what they've accused which it, it might have been. And then but he took a he was affronted by that. Yeah. Um and the reason he I mean, not that I'm trying to justify what he said, I'm not, but I mean I'm on the pedo side. Sorry, I mean I'm on the bloke side, right? <laughs> But he was sort of trying to indicate that he was a nonce because he said, why else would he be living in Thailand? Which is, I don't know what the population of Thailand is, but it's a hell of a fucking what? assumption to make. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was why That's he said That's the it. undercurrent of he what said he said. He said he's a British man who's moved to Thailand. Therefore, he's a nonce. He must have gone there to nonce like Glitter did. But actually, glit- your Glitter, he went to Cambodia to nonce, I he thought. He did. It's all the same, though, apparently. So you, mm. your man there has moved from Britain to Thailand, and then what he's done to facilitate his nonsense is he's undergone months and months of training mm. as a cave rescuer yeah. and a diver mm. on the off chance that at some point a dozen young lads would get stranded in a cave. <laughs> and he'd go and, and nonce them underground where no one can see you at ex- it. Exactly. So that's what Musk is, is alleging, is it? When you see... Um, did you ever watch that thing, The Night Manager? Or, no. Yeah, anything, I'm aware of it, though. Anything about spies, right? It's always like the ma- like what you just described is what they actually do, according to John Le Carre and other things. Like they train for years and years and years and years for one particular for one particular set of circumstances. <laughs> so, like for instance, I've seen the French program about spies where a woman literally trained for years as a nuclear physicist, so she could then apply to go on a nuclear. Um, physicist training program in Iran mm. so she could then be a spy on the Iranian 
um, nuclear plants, right? So it's like you do you do do shit like that. So how do you know but, I'm not trained for something already? How do I know that you're not trained for something like that already? Maybe you are taking part in this news thing um, podcast in anticipation of the day when the our former Russian bosses say we like show again. We hate you, but now you have funny northern man. He funny monkey man, man from monkey North. man. He he come. He have all his funny animals. He put sausage roll in flask. This is funny to us in Russia. Uh, you come back now, Sam, but not with you so much. You bring in the funny monkey man, yeah. and then you go back, and that is when you strike against yeah. the Russian state. You could be in the employee of the Foreign Office right now. Uh, I'm not prepared uh, uh, to confirm or deny that. Dawson, old chap, we want you to uh, launch a topical news podcast with this Delaney Cove. <laughs> why, hey, whatever, mate. You don't say why I in Sunderland, do you? Sorry oh, about sometimes. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine, count us in. Why? What's the tickle? What's the game? What's the game? What's the caper? Well, we need to get you in with the Russians, and we see this is the simplest route to embed you in Moscow. <laughs> Sounds a bit far-fetched, but fine, if it's the usual price. As it stands, they're now doing it in a cupboard with two <laughs> microphones and a laptop. But we're confident we can get the show back on the air again, <laughs> to the top of the charts where it belongs. But that's where you come in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening, Sam. Maybe it's not. It could be that. But anyway, yeah, like you say, this fella, he's trained to be a, what's his official job title? A tunnel man. A tunneler. Well, yeah, a, a junior tunneler. He's a junior tunneler, and we are to assume that he is made. He's he's qualified through tunnel school. Yeah. Just in anticipation of the sweet, sweet day when a bunch of children are trapped underground. And yeah. He's sent in to save them. No, he that's arrived. not what we're assuming. That's no, what Musk, Musk is assuming. Musk In Musk's fucking sick, twisted inventor's mind. Yeah. Right. They're all there, and they're going, oh, what's that noise? And then they all go, they think it's, they were probably all terrified and thinking it was a monster. And then they they can hear something slowly coming down the tunnel, and they're like, oh, no, we're going to die. And then what emerges is a perfectly nice-looking human, yeah. a tunnel man. And they go, oh, it's a tunnel man here to save us. And he goes, that's right, that's right, children, I'm here to save you. But first, each and every one of you <laughs> are going to Grab hold of this. Um, that's what Musk thinks. What that's a what sicko. Musk is thinking. That's how you become a billionaire. You, you think differently, you need to, don't you? Yeah, you need to think, think differently. Outside the box. You know what they say? When the world zigs, you should zag. Apparently. Yeah. Do you know that's what? That's like business school talk. Do you know what Musk said to his wife, uh, his first wife? They're now divorced. As they danced at their wedding reception, what? he leaned into her. According to her, he leaned leaned into her, and he said. I am the alpha in this relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said to my wife on our wedding that's, day. If that's not true love, I don't know what is. That's what I said to you on my way into this cupboard to do this so, podcast. <laughs> so, in summation, Musk versus Pedo Man, we'll call tunnel it a draw. Man. No, I'm on Tunnel Nonce's side all okay, the way. I, I think Tunnel Man was not a nonce. Right. And I think that Elon Musk is, is, is sensitive because he's... He's basically spent too long having yes men around him because he's so rich and he's not used to ever being criticised. And a tunnel man 
who has more integrity than any of Musk's lick spittles would have in their fucking... Yeah. He's got more integrity in his little finger than those Musk lick spittles would have in their whole bodies. And he's called him out and said, this is a fucking PR stunt, mate. Face facts, you're doing this shit just to you've, get attention from you, your own products. You've sent a mini dildo in here, yeah. and it's not needed. And to be honest, it's getting We've in the way. We've got this covered. It fucking it vibrated. It was jumping and bouncing around all over the place. It nearly ended up right up my mate's ass, just as he was at a crucial moment of tunnelling. And that could have jeopardised the whole mission. Uh, so I think that Musk just wasn't used to criticism of that nature. So he's overreacted. He's now retracted it. And let's hope he can get back to sending cars into space now. With live dogs in them. With live dogs. Or smoking monkeys. Okay, so let's uh, now turn our attentions to the serious business of satire. Um, Prank calls. Prank calls. Uh, Our producer, who is producer of the uh, famous award-winning TV show, Sandalini's News Thing, is also the producer of News Thing, the podcast, Josh Cluderay. He's here in the in the cupboard with us but we haven't given him a microphone because he doesn't deserve one but he has done some satirical prank calls would you like to hear them me personally of course mm, i would yeah. yeah okay josh you got anything to say about these yes yeah, so i mean obviously prank calls are very popular but they're yeah quite sort of silly and juvenile i find mm. so i've really tried to make, these make them sophisticated clever satirical this sounds good in this keeping sounds, with the rest of this podcast this sounds like the sort of thing that will put us on the radar of commissioners at the bbc they like that. We, we, we need something. Mm. Absolutely. Really, my dream is to sort of get picked up and do a show with John Culshaw, who's kind of the... Oh, he's hilarious. What about that bloke, Marcus Brigstock? He'd be good at doing this. He's got a big head, hasn't he? Mm. Right, not, okay. Not, not like sort of, I mean, physically, like a head of a bison. I mean, I can only aspire to be as, as great as those guys, but I mean, hopefully, when you hear this, I mean, what I've done is, I've basically called a series of um, pest control companies to ask them to exterminate a pest, but... When you listen there's to a it, twist. Yeah, there's a, there's oh, a, oh, okay. oh, I didn't see a twist, twist. coming. Yeah. All right, take it away. Hello, can I help you? Hello, is that pest control? It is, yes. Yes, I need help exterminating a pest. What you got? Well, um, I'm not sure. You see, it's orange, and um, it's quite big. Um, I, I don't think it's from here. Uh, I think it might be American. Why do you think that? Well, you see, it, it answers to the name of Donald, Donald Trump. Okay. No, we can't yes. deal with them, I'm afraid. Yes, yes. Um, the address is the White House, Washington yeah. D.C. Do you think? Do you think you can help me? Don't think so, man. Get out of my jurisdiction. Prank! I pranked, pranked you. Bye. Good afternoon, pest. Yes, hello. I need help exterminating uh, quite a large pest. Right. I think it might be American. American. Yes, it responds to the name of Donald. Donald Trump. It's, oh, right. it's, a, it's a sex pest. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Could, um, so can I give you my address? Um, my address is the, the White House, Washington, D.C. Hello. Frank. Good afternoon. Let me I help. Yes, um, I need help getting rid of a pest. Okay. What type of pest is it? Well, it's a rather unusual pest. It has very um, small hands, and it keeps trying to build a wall around my house to keep out Mexicans. <laughs> yes, it, its name is Donald okay. Trump. Hello, its name is Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, good luck with that one, sir. 
Prank. Thank you. Prank. Hello. Oh, is that vermin and pest control? Oh, sorry. Yes, I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, good. Yes, I need help exterminating a pest. Right. He's not in at the moment, and he's probably going to be in late tonight. It's called um, Donald Trump. <laughs> Prank. <laughs> Yes, hello, is that, is that Donald Trump? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Hello? Hello, is that pest management? It is. Yes, I need help um, getting rid of a pest. Okay. Um, yes, it's actually, it's a, a sex pest. It's called, it's <laughs> called Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yes, can, you, can you help me with that <laughs> issue, do you think? Hello? Do you think he's a pest? Yeah, go on, babe. Yes, he's a sex pest. Do you think you could help me exterminate him? Yeah, but he's in London, mate. We only look after Birmingham. Can you can you not bring him up here? Frank! Frank! <laughs> fucking idiot. Good afternoon. Hello, my name is Melania. I need you to uh, exterminate pest from my bedroom. It is in Washington, D.C. His name is Donald Trump. He is my husband. Hello? You got it, right? Did you get what? You get uh, yeah, what? I definitely. Not that it wasn't pests like wasps. It That's was what a, you think he's going to yeah, say. Wasps, especially this time of year. Or no. like, yeah, like cockroach. Yeah. You think he's going to say that, but he doesn't. Uh, Donald Trump. And okay. that's the twist. And I think satire is the... I think it was Oscar Wilde who said satire is the art of saying one thing then it turns out to be another thing. You're going to do some more next time. Sure. Mm, that's right really on. great. I can see that becoming a really great, a strong strand in the new incarnation. Shall we have some commercial thing. messages now? Yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What do you want to talk about next, Sam? Well, Brexit. Um, oh, are you for it, against it, or not that bothered either way? <laughs> like uh, I've got to say, yeah, I'm I'm against this. You're against I'm Brexit. pretty much against it. Yeah, I wasn't sure before today, but now I found out that dairy products apparently are going to become a luxury once Brexit is in full swing. Have you seen that? This is fucking today? madness. And what I say is about the, the 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 real fuckers amongst all of this Brexit stuff were the fuckers who were in charge of the Remain campaign and just fucked it up. Because blithely assumed the, other, the other side did so much hard work in shitting everyone up, shit, yeah. shitting up people into thinking that the EU were terrible and, and evil and we'd be better off out. And that, you know, hats off, they did a great job. But the Remainers, they just didn't really do much, uh, they didn't really focus on the things that actually matter to what I call ordinary, hard-working families up and down this country. Like yourself. The people who I meet on the doorsteps when I travel around the UK, I never leave London. But (laughs) in my leafy enclave of the well-to-do London suburbs where everyone votes for the Lib Dems and for Remain, no one was ever told about the potential for cheese shortages cheese shortages well, fucking too late now isn't it in this country and milky bars but how much is a milky bar going to cost after Brexit 40 quid exactly I wouldn't fucking they're a rip off anyway it's the thinnest chocolate bar you can buy mate yes white chocolate though it's the best chocolate so thin so beautiful Um, the where, you know the cheese shortage if there's a cheese shortage from foreign cheese that's a bit of a shame I like foreign cheeses I'm not a bigot but I do happen to think that if you're stuck on a desert island, if you desert island cheese, not a bad idea for another podcast. Mm. But if you were stuck on a desert island and you're only allowed cheese a lifetime island. supply of one cheese, that cheese would be cheddar cheese. Right. And that, my friend, is made right here in Blighty. So I don't see if we, if there is going to be a problem in getting laughing cow mini baby bell primula or any of those other fucking fancy pants uh belgian cheeses right yeah then i can live with that if we get to continue to have delicious and versatile cheddar which it's my understanding we will so they you can't th- stop us you, making you cheddar. think this is just project fear again do you this cheese thing yeah maybe it is actually yeah Maybe so it is. I don't know where it's coming from, but I, what I, I was obviously I was as terrified as anyone when I saw the headline. But then I thought about it in more depth, and I thought there's no way they're going to take away cheddar. It's not, not possible. Well, I'm slightly more pro Brexit now as a result of all that. It might encourage more people to focus on cheddar yeah. and acknowledge cheddar's superiority. The thing is, cheddar's the best cheese, but we don't appreciate it enough because to us here in the UK, it's like tap water. It's just like. Everyone's got cheddar in the fridge at all times. You've had it since you were a kid. It's so normal 
that we don't really appreciate for what it is. But if you were someone who'd been deprived of cheddar your whole life and then mm. suddenly someone rocked up and said, try a bit of this, mm. your Blow mind your would be mind, blown. Yeah. So do we think this dairy product story is some kind of reverse psychological, emotional trap led by Jacob Rees-Mogg who may or may not have shares in a cheddar cheese farm? Probably. Say, I yes. mean, oh, no, almost everything that Brexiters like Rees-Mogg uh, do or say about Brexit is motivated in my opinion, by self-interest. Personal gain. Yeah, it must be. Because if not, why would they get so het up about it all? What's happened this week then with Brexit? What's the latest Well, as I understand it, I mean, yeah, let's rewind back to last week. Uh, Theresa May said to her cabinet, listen, right, let's fucking get real. It has to be a soft Brexit. Let's not be cunts about this. There's no way we can just fucking fall out of Europe. The com- the country will go bankrupt overnight. There'll be fucking everyone will be eating rats on the street. So, you know, David Davis and uh, Boris Johnson, a few others have gone. Well, I'm sorry, that's not what I feel that the people voted for. So we're out. Fair enough. That's them sticking to their principles, I suppose. Um, so then she's tried to get the bill through Parliament, and Jacob Rees-Mogg has gone. If you fucking try and get this through, we'll defeat you. And then there'll be a vote of no confidence. And then there'll be an election. And you might lose to Corbyn. And then Corbyn will be in down the street and it'll be all your fault. It feels a bit like that early Star Wars film. Star Wars 2 or whatever. Where it's oh, it does, doesn't space it? Space Parliament. Yeah, Space Parliament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and where were we? So... So Reese Mogg's running the country now? Pretty much. Right. The best one out of all of this is old Anna Subri, right? She got up and made a fantastic speech. And um, I, I tweeted about Anna Subri being the new leader of the opposition. Yeah. To which a lot of people got in me face on Twitter. What, me, like the Corbynites? She, she's a Tory. She's a Tory. Yeah. What are you talking about? She's a Tory. You can never trust a Tory. It's fucking but mad, She's isn't just it? saying what, what Corbyn should be saying, but isn't saying. That's the thing about politics. It's so trouble. It's not fucking football. Do you know what I mean? You don't fucking pick a colour. And then the football is the only thing in life. I don't know. Is there anything else like cheese? Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> football and cheese are the only things where you pick a favourite and then stick to it no matter what. <laughs> right? You cannot yeah. fucking change. But you cannot make politics fucking tribal because that, you know, that that is almost the definition of being fucking ignorant. Because if you go, I've picked the red side, and that means I hate the blue side, and anything that the blue side ever say, yeah, I am opposed to, yeah, and anything the red side say, I am in favour of, and that will never change. Because over the years, let's get it right, the two sides have actually swapped wholesale positions on certain issues. But if you're one of these people who attack you on Twitter and say, but it's a toy, it's a toy, you can't trust the toy, right? They would have gone with that switch, right? I mean, do you know who came up with the fucking idea for the sale of council houses, for instance? No. That was the Labour Party. That was a Labour housing minister under James Callaghan. They'd been working on the idea with the civil service in advance of the 79 election. Thatcher won that election... And her housing minister went into that government department and looked through the stuff that they were already working on, saw that the civil servants had this idea, thought, this is a nice idea. Thatcher went, yeah, that's great. That'll boost our support amongst the working class. And she dressed it up. Whereas Labour would have dressed that policy up 
as, well, this is a great gift to our heartland. You know, it allows people the dignity of home ownership, right? And they would have dressed up as a socialist policy. Yeah. She just flipped reversed it and said, this is about social mobility and the death of society and the individual taking responsibility for themselves. And it's cutting them free of the restraints of government, right? Same policy. They've swapped it round. Now, take or leave the policy, but take it on its own merits. And these fuckers say it's a Tory. I, it drives me around the fucking bend. Don't come and tell me I'm a fucking Tory. How many of you little cunts have been out in the fucking pouring rain delivering leaflets, getting chased by fucking dogs? Well, I haven't either. And then the no, Lib I Dems did actually win. when I was a kid. It was a waste of fucking time. Can, can I just say that I, d- I haven't really understood anything what you've said in the last 90 yeah, seconds? Because right. you said red and blue, and I just got in my head that Milky Way advert. The red car and the blue car had a race. All red wants All to do, red wants to do stuff was stuff his face. He eats everything he sees, from trucks to prickly trees. But smart old blue, he took the Milky Way, etc., etc. And that's just been going round and round well, again for the last That had fucking bought into the same tribal idea, didn't it? And the fucking, whole fucking, that fucking, song sums fucking, up what I was fucking, just talking about. Fucking blue one, didn't it? Because it cheated. As usual, because it cheated. Because the bridge fell down. Mm. So that's Brexit dealt with. Is it going to happen? Isn't it going to happen? No, I'm going to say no. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to you say don't no. think, I've seen you say this on Twitter. You don't think it's going to no, happen. Because it's not possible. So then what happens? Do you think all these people go, you wait and see. You wait and see. It'll if come on the streets. If you dep- That's bo- bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. No one's coming fucking, on the fucking streets. They're just all fucking gobshites sitting Pe- in People are fucking rooms. lazy. They can't, they, they couldn't give a shit. That's why they voted Brexit in the first place. It's because they're sat around wondering why they're miserable. Some clown tells them, oh, it's because your lives are being controlled by some sort of faceless bureaucrat in, bureaucrat in Brussels. And they just think, yeah, that's probably the reason. Yeah. That's probably the reason. They're just angry about anything. They don't investigate any further. They just go, yeah, you're fucking right. I'll vote against that. No one's getting on the fucking streets. Mind not. you, what are your contingencies if people do take to the streets? Not just over this. I know that you, as a father... I know every father I know has a contingency. Again, I don't want to confirm or deny this. I may or may not, over the last 18 months, have been burying thermos flasks in the woods, each one filled with a sausage roll. That may or may not have happened. You wily bastard. I'm not saying which woods. woods. The obvious one would be be the ones near where uh, Raoul Mott shot himself in the face are those the ones because they're really hard to are those the ones that at the moment block that new road that you've got planned to link Newcastle <laughs> and Edinburgh the one I dream been, about you've been having a dream about a recurring all, dream about it, a new road it all you? fits together doesn't it Delaney mm. it and all that's fits where together. you fucking buried it you'd think I would wouldn't you or would I would I be counterintuitive and fucking Dartmoor for example that's for you to wonder about mm. You're but they're right. out there. The flasks and sausage rolls are out there. Well, all I've fucking got is a baseball bat. And I bought that right back in about 2010 when my mate Ben said to me, listen, mate, I'm telling you, um, there's going to be... that I can, I've, I've, I've been listening and watching on the streets. <laughs> and he went, and tensions are building. But at the, at the time, Brexit, no one had heard of Brexit. Oh, we had the riots then, though, didn't we? Ah, uh-huh. summer. He went, I'm... I'm telling you, he reckoned he'd been out on the streets. Yeah. And he reckoned he'd, he'd overheard some lads talking about their tensions <laughs> rising. And he went, do yourself a favour, you've got kiddies now. 
I only had the one kid at the time, and he goes, you went, make some fucking contingencies. So I went on eBay, and I mm. bought a baseball bat, and the baseball bat is one of those aluminium ones. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's called, my next question. That's it's, it's called the Terminator. Okay. It says the Terminator upside, and I keep it by the bed at all times. And even if sometimes <laughs> I hear just a small... It drives my wife crazy, especially in the summer, you have the windows open, so you can hear some unusual noises, so I'm quite a light sleeper. And fox if I is hear, having it off, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Fox is having it off or something like... But I mean, fuck, you can imagine if a fucking motorbike backfires and I am up and out of the bed with the fucking baseball bat. With the bat, Terminator in your hand. Yeah, before you can say Jack Rabbit. Fucking that's hell. the phrase. And I'm fucking swinging it. And uh, she's like, go back to bed. It was just a fox having it off. Well, my next question was going to be, have you hammered a six inch nail through the end of it? But it's a, no, it's but the a, way things are going, one. it's an aluminium. I don't you think can't, you can do. The way things are going, I might have to do something. I might next level. Might get some double-sided sticky tape, <laughs> um, wrap that round it, and then dip it into into a box of broken-up glass. Where'd you buy one of them from? I'd Being make cute. one. Oh, I'd just smash one. a load of glass myself with the baseball bat. Fucking hell! Stick it in a box. Wrap some sticky back tape or plastic on it. And then roll it around in it. Dip it in, and then you've basically got shards of glass all over your baseball Level bat. Level two. And that is my Brexit bat. Because remember, <laughs> I got this in anticipation of the 2010 summer riots. Thank God they didn't re- they didn't come as far as Barnes. <laughs> Although I did hear about someone chucking an olive at someone that night. But, I, but if Brexit kicks off I've got a fucking up thing you've I? got the right mentality I'll give you that yeah hey let's move on because we're running out of time here I'm going to say to you two words Dr Bum Bum that's three words no Bum Bum's one word okay Dr Bum Bum is a celebrity Brazilian plastic surgeon believe it or not Dr Bum Bum is not his real name he is currently on the run um, what he does he gives buttock enhancing injections in his flat. Mm. He's kind of like a backstreet abortionist, mm. but in the arse enhancing realm. Now, what's happened is, uh, sadly, Dr. Bum Bum has injected, I think it's some. It's kind of like a fiberglass that he injects into women's oh, no. arses. Yeah. And one of the women has died. From uh, fiberglass from in the bum. fiberglass yeah. in, in, in the arse. And Dr. Bum Bum is now on the run in Brazil. So I think really all we're saying is, to our listeners, keep an eye out if you see a man with a bag of fiberglass in his hand, now, or a bag of uh, a box of broken glass, even, or a big fucking syringe, a massive full syringe. of fiberglass, comedy syringe. If you see a man with a giant cartoonish syringe full of fiberglass and he's heading for your, or even worse, one of your kiddies' asses, then fucking take him out. Yeah, if you've Reach got a base, baseball if you get Reach a baseball bat, grape it, grab it, and I. Misha Buena from the Sugar Babes. Yeah. She, I believe, had a £10,000 arse implant. That's not it. weird £10,000, is it? No, it cost the ten grand. Just clarifying that, yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure that is a fact, but I am less sure that it's a fact, but I think it could be true, is that she went on an aeroplane and the change of altitude made her arse explode. Fuck! Just what have you been... got to say about that? So, was that a fiberglass implant? Was I don't know. It... I'm just Google this. I just Google Misha Buena's arse. It might have been asbestos because that was quite a while ago, wasn't it? What before it was illegal? Yeah, 
Can you imagine that? An aeroplane full of asbestos uh, from an Do you arse. remember that episode of That's Life where they campaigned on behalf of people who had laid asbestos in arses in the 70s? Yeah. But they had got some uh, they'd got a terrible um lung condition as a result yeah because it traveled up from the arse in, yeah. into the lungs and it was a bunch of arse surgeons and they were suing their clients and the nhs for making them work with asbestos yeah without proper health and safety and esther ransom she was like a dog with a bone she would not let up. It was a big campaign, and a lot of those men did get payouts, but some of them had died of arse asbestos poisoning <laughs> by the time the money arrived in their accounts. It could happen again. But this is Brazil. Anything goes in Brazil, and perhaps this is a reason why we need to stay in the EU, to stay ring-fenced within guidelines. Because if not, we're going to be forced into the arms of fucking backward nations like that. It's going and to the be... next thing you know, we'll all be having asbestos in our asses. Chlor- Those of us who want arse implants, I do. I don't know about you. Definitely. I just can't afford one. Definitely. Chlorinated chicken and asbestos in the arse. That's, that's the future, the Brexit future that we're looking at. Yeah. Where once there was fucking primula spread... Mm, and, everywhere and arses full of natural sponges taken from the bed of the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, within the EU, we're heading back to a, a we're heading to a grim dystopia where we're in nothing but mild cheddar <laughs> because you can't even get the fucking extra mature stuff anymore because they're spreading. And our arses are full of asbestos. Fuck that! Just googled. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Yeah. All I've found is a headline that says, I'm terrified that my bum implants will explode. <laughs> and did you Self-confessed surgery that? addict star Deliducis spent over 15 grand on bum implants, but she isn't pleased with the results, and now she's scared the implants will explode. Listen, I suffer from anxiety as much as the next fucker, but I would hate to be lying awake at night instead of worrying about you know, VAT or something like that, mm. or some foxes uh, having it off outside the front door, I would hate to be lying awake at night worrying that my ass could explode at any moment. Perhaps we should be doing some more investigative-type journalism into this, if any yeah, listeners we, we, have, yeah, have suffered at the hands of a, a backstreet arse surgeon. Get in touch with us and we'll, we'll, we'll explore. You can tweet your, us your at Newsthing. Tweet us at Newsthing, definitely. Before we go, Sam, I've just got some um, a little thing I'd like to call News Without News. Right. It's just some headlines I've found, mm. and we can just see what we think of them. Here's one. Time traveller from 2030 claims Tupac faked his own death to avoid revealing secrets of the Illuminati. Eight out of ten. Is that for truth or for brevity? It's more like for intrigue. intrigue. And every great headline should have intrigue. So you'd in click it. on that eight oh, times out of ten. yeah. Paul Young goes on this morning, even though Chef Gino De Campo was jailed for burgling his house. 10 out of 10. Nice one. <laughs> dinosaur deer event at theme park featuring just one dinosaur leaves families raging. Oh, You'd want that, to know more about I'm that? I'm raging just thinking about it. Yeah, Bastards. I would definitely click on that. And I'd want there to be a picture of a fucking livid dad yeah. red in the face yeah, because it's cost him so much getting a fucking family ticket it's cost Point, me 50 quid pointing at the solitary dinosaur yeah Rah! ready to knock its fucking head clean off 10 out of 10 then yeah 10 out of 10 and here's the last one why you should never pat a dog on the head and what to do instead when you meet an adorable furry friend I know what it's going to say you should hold your hand gently up to its snout 
before you do anything else. To let it sniff ho- it. Hold it in fist form so if it bites you, it won't be so bad. It won't you bite your punch fingers it. clean off. <laughs> if it bites you, fucking smack it one on the nose. Then we'll see how hard it fucking is. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're supposed to let them sniff you first because they Are judge you? they judge whether they like you or not on your smell, which I think is quite superficial. Yeah, well, that's dogs for you, isn't it? Mm. Wankers. <laughs> Hang about, you've got a fucking dog. Yeah, and he's a wanker. Okay, fair enough. Well, I think that's about it for this first episode of News Thing. That's it, that's it. Um, Don't forget to follow on the the Twitter at News Thing. Yeah. There's a Facebook page as well, I believe. Facebook page is Facebook, just search News Thing on Facebook. And also, if you want to uh, look back on any of the fantastic historic banter produced by News Thing over the years. Uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is just search News Thing on YouTube. Yeah, and you'll fucking get, how could it be? There's fucking years it. and years and years worth of utter fucking bollocks shall on we, there. Shall we leave the listeners with a, an example? Uh, um, yeah. A report from Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, yeah, we used to have Jeremy Corbyn, who was a friend of the show, would come on pretty much most week and read extracts from his diaries. Yeah. And uh, we'll leave you with an example of one of those. Thanks for listening. The Memoirs of Jeremy Corbyn. November, 1983. I knew I shouldn't have had a drink with John Prescott the night before. It was 1983, and I was hung over down at Greenham Common. There it was. Womanhood in all its glory. A noble sight. Mothers, sisters, wives and lesbians. (laughs) And not the nice lipstick type, I can tell you. Sisters, I come in peace, I said. As I removed my knapsack, a crumpled copy of Razzle hit the ground, opening on a full hamburger shot of the lovely Joanne Guest. Ass, tits, fanny, the lot. You could see what she'd had for breakfast. Oh, it was lovely. But the sisters begged to differ. Even a hungover version of the red flag didn't stop them kicking my teeth in on the ground. Oh, that John Prescott, up to his pranks again. Still, you live and learn. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.